From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I am KG Smooth, and I am joined by the illustrious Uncle Funky Larry Jones. How you doing? Good Sunday morning, sir. I'm doing wonderful. Good. You're looking good. Thank you, sir. I feel good. Good. Good, good, good. Good, because we need uh, that good energy uh, because, you know, ever since March of 2020, it's been a lot of grieving going around. Trust me, I understand. You know, no thanks to uh, SARS-CoV-2, um, better known as coronavirus, better known as COVID-19, um, with so many people who have lost loved ones, didn't even have the opportunity to uh, say goodbye to some of them. The United States has officially surpassed, get this, 700,000 deaths due to COVID-19 in this uh, pandemic. And so we, yeah, 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 it really is. So we have on the phone line uh, therapist Laura Rhodes-Levin, who um, is a, uh, a family therapist, relationships, of course, dealing with grieving, and we welcome you to the podcast. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, go ahead and, and give us the, uh, the the run of your credentials uh, as we were speaking <laughs> before we started recording. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit on my luggage. Um, <laughs> I am Laura Rhodes Levin. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, um, but mostly I founded the uh, missing P- Center for Anxiety, where we deal with anxiety, depression, and trauma. Mm. And where are you based out of? We are in Agora, California, which is just outside of LA. Okay. And how are you all holding up over there? I've been seeing some activity, earthquakes, flooding, rain. You guys good? Yeah, it's good old California stuff. I'll take that over a tornado any day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So um, with you being the founder of Missing Peace Center for Anxiety, I love I love that name, the Missing Peace, P-E-A-C-E. Yes, perfect. Uh, Center for an Anxiety. What... What prompted you to, to, to start this center? Um, I struggled with anxiety ever since I was a little girl. I, I don't know why at five I thought there was a bear in the closet and my sister was asleep perfectly. Uh, in, I'm always fully candid. It wasn't until I found pot and uh, booze that I was able to calm my anxiety and then that got really out of hand. <laughs> and so I've been sober for 15 years and I worked in the treatment community. And I realized there's a lot of people who didn't take that path to deal with their anxiety, um, depression, or trauma. And there's no place for them. Mm. It's just one hour a week therapy. And so I founded this center so that I could help people who didn't have drug addiction problems, but really suffer. Mm-hmm. And when you look at anxiety, what is the definition of anxiety? 
Well, my definition of anxiety is it's it's not something that's wrong with you. It's something that's actually right with you. Anxiety comes from your fight-flight center, which is determined to keep us alive. It's, it's there for a reason. But when our brains get overloaded with a lot of threatening things, our, our society has created a world that we're not really designed for yet mentally. We still react very primitively to things. You know, even as much as driving on the freeway at 70 miles an hour, your fight flight is engaged constantly. And so our amygdalas, our limbic system, our emotion center has become really overwhelmed. And so our anxiety is now reaching proportions that are no longer tenable. So much like we have to go to a gym now because we don't, you know, chase mammoths and climb the steeps for lavender, we need to work on maintaining the overload of our brains, mm. if that makes sense. Hey, Ms. Laura, it's Larry. What are some of the triggers that would set someone off? Yeah. Triggers can be, as you mentioned earlier, environmental, like earthquakes or um, natural disaster things. Unfortunately, there's way more abuse and neglect in our society than we wish to care to really talk about. And it usually happens when we're very young and we develop mechanisms to cope that are from an eight-year-old's brain and they don't really service the body. Um, also technical stuff. Our brains are in a constant fog right now based on the demand that technology has created, especially for our youngsters. We're seeing 17 to 20 year olds like never before because so much is demanded of them and their brains really never get a chance to rest. We're not putting a letter in them in, you know, on a pony and waiting three months for a response. Everything is immediate. So our, our brains are taxed much more than, than they're really designed for. Miss Laura, what's your take on folk who just love to self-medicate? For those of us who do choose to self-medicate, what's the long-term ramifications? You know, not everybody's an addict. Not everybody is. So if you can have a couple of drinks or a toke here and there, and it helps you maintain, great. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times when you are predispositioned for addiction, that now becomes a way of life. You can't imagine life without that coping mechanism and it's brought unmanageability into your life right. where it comes before work or health issues or family or financial destitution. The other piece is a lot of doctors are prescribing anxiety medications, which are benzodiazepines and those themselves are addictive. And what starts to happen with um, addictive drugs is our body develops a need for it. So you may not have an addictive personality. They give you, say, uh, Valium or Xanax or clonazepam, any of those 
benzos. And now your body's like, oh, I like that. And it will create its own anxiety just to make sure it gets that pill. So it's a never-ending circle. It is. Um, it can be arrested, and there are so... You know, this is what I say about drugs and alcohol, is a lot of people think it's for escape. I don't think it is. I think it's to help you be in the moment. When you're lit, you're like, this music is great. This food tastes great. I love you, man. You're not thinking about your taxes or your problems. You're in the moment moment. where you are. Yes. And so there's other ways to be in the moment and quiet that brain. And that's what we do at the center. Mm. It's so interesting because, you know, as I'm listening to you and you're, you know, spot on with it. And I think that it is also <clears throat> a distraction, um, a, a, a distraction for that moment. Because once that feeling is gone, I mean, the problems and the issues are still there. I mean, yeah, you're enjoying that moment. But once that moment is done and you haven't done any work to help um, maintain or eradicate the problem, subside, yeah, the anxiety that that is happening, um, isn't that just like just another mask in a sense? Yeah, and the interesting thing, and I deal with this all the time, is people see the grounding tools as a distraction. But if you think about it, the distraction is the noise that's going on in your brain. Your environment shouldn't be a distraction. Mm -hmm. It should be where we go naturally. The distraction is actually the chatter. Mm -hmm. Understood. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast. We're talking to therapist Laura Rhodes Levin, who is the founder of a great organization called the Missing Peace Center for Anxiety. And so here, dealing with uh, grief during this whole COVID pandemic, there are more ways um, that people have been grieving throughout this time. I mean, of course, the obvious, losing a loved one, but also losing a close friend that, you know, you thought that you knew and were tight. And then during the lockdown, you know, some things came Came to head and you had to cut them off or um, you losing your job, you know, due to it. So there's different uh, types of grieving. Yes. So well said. And, and just losing life as we know it, even people who, I have a very close family member who lost someone not to COVID, but there was no way to really grieve with the help of friends and company. And I mean, life as we know it is changed. Forever. So Ms. Laura, how do do we find that missing piece? Where where, where do Mm. we go to get that peace of mind? Where's that? So, I think that so many of us are caught up in fear. And I know I'm dating myself here, like Landshark is right at your door. Um, 
And when you mention the amount of deaths, then please understand, I do not take the 700,000 people dying lightly. That is horrifying. But there are 370 million people in the United States, and that's actually a very small percentage. But because of the way it's been treated, I think by the media, and and I am a very liberal person, I think we've been scared out of our minds. Absolutely. That we're going to die at any minute. Listen. <laughs> and it's just, just not the case. And so what I've been telling my patients and friends, et cetera, all along is be safe. But don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared of unless it actually is something that you're dealing with. And most of us get through it. And in the God forbid situations where people don't, there there are ways to grieve. It's it's a natural part of life. And it's uncomfortable. It's awful. It's I have people in our center who are grieving. Grieving is never pleasant it's it's very uncomfortable but and people do it in their own way you lost a member to heart disease or cancer or anything it's the same Mm -hmm. and we tend to be looking at this very differently yeah if um people would turn off the news sometimes because you know the times that i do turn it on i was like oh what are we fear-mongering today a lot of people. Right. <laughs> Lord, look, may, may I ask? This, this is Larry. May I ask uh, what what what's your take on uh, meditation? What's your take on 432 hertz with vibrational sounds? What's your take on taking off your shoes and walking in the grass of a park and enjoying a rainy day in Southern California? Not the sunshine. Just the rain and reconnecting with nature. What my response to that is: Come work at my center. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it. It's and what it really is is it's about your your senses, right? Mm-hmm. We talked earlier about getting high, and what happens is your senses come alive. Right. And if your dog is stressed out, you don't say, what triggered you, Fluffy? You you calm it down. And, <laughs> right? Excellent. And, and we're really, we're animals that like to think about our problems. But if we can get in touch with our senses, I love, I mean, I could feel the wet grass in my toes yes. when you said that. Yes. And so we really focus on Yes, meditation, which, by the way, does not mean you have to banish thoughts from your mind. It's just about making your brain your friend. You could just close your eyes and go to Hawaii or wherever mm-hmm. it is that you like. Just a way to calm that, as we call it, the distraction of, of your thoughts. Uh, music, smell, aromatherapy, so underrated. Yes. There are so many essential oils that will help you to Focus, relax, deal with tummy issues. I mean, scent is a game changer. So going to those five senses or six senses, because mm-hmm. that's where meditation can kind of put you in a little bit, is uh, is is the real secret. Mm-hmm. You talk. You, excuse me. 
Um, <clears throat> you talk about uh, prolonged grief disorder. Um, what is that and what are some of the symptoms? So prolonged grief disorder, usually there's a specific kind of, of mourning period that's just natural that we go through. And it right. can last, you know, months to a year. <clears throat> but when someone's gone past that and they're unable to get back to enjoying life as they know it or as it as it is different, perhaps not as they've always known it, um, there's so much depression, there's a lack of joy in life, perhaps eating has gotten out of control or either by overeating or undereating, sleep has, has completely become elusive or you're just sleeping all the time. It's really important. I, I have found that most people in that situation will retreat. And it's so important to get back into socialization and community because we really are social animals. And that can be very hard for, for people. But it's so important to to do that. And for the people, there are people who will fixate on the grief and mm. and sort of take other people hostage so that they'll only discuss their grief. And it's really about getting people thinking about other things. Again, you know, what can you focus on that's good in your life? And gratitude sounds so trite but also incredibly uh, useful. Oh, absolutely. Because when you're filled with gratitude and you're working out of that heart space, I mean, that is, uh, <laughs> that's the key right there. That is you guys very, very are key. so awesome. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You know, you're, you're dealing with a couple of um, spiritual beings who know that they're just having a human experience. Yeah, smooth operators, literally. I love it. <laughs> yes, indeed. A therapist, Laura Rhodes Levin, and the Missing Peace Center for Anxiety. Where can people look you all up, look you up, look up the center to get more information? Give us, you know, your website, your social media, all of that. Sure. So I am terrible about the social media stuff. I know we've got an Instagram page someplace. Um, but you can always look up our website, which is, uh, or just Google the missing piece, like you said, T-E-A-C-E, Center for Anxiety. And um, we're happy to answer any questions and help connect you where, wherever you are, hopefully. Indeed. All right, Laura, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your work, and we appreciate you and all your efforts. And in terms of the podcast, KG and I will be right back after this.